good afternoon and welcome to your DIY Health Radio here on the Spreaker Radio Network and simulcasting on free conference call. I'm your host, Sergeant Jim Ram, retired. You can call me Sarge. It is Monday, October 2nd, 2023, and this program is meant to provide natural healing information only and is in no way meant to replace the advice of a competent medical professional, well, assuming you can find one. I search for and present to my listeners natural modalities that simply assist and augment the body's ability to heal itself. The body wants to fix itself. The body knows how to fix itself. It has a God-given innate ability to do so. The only thing it's missing is the raw materials. When you put those back into the mix, stand back and wait to be amazed because your body's going to do some really cool stuff. Now you can visit my website at yourdiyhealth.com. That's Y-O-U-R-D-I-Y, like do-it-yourself, health, H-E-A-L-T-H, yourdiyhealth.com. There's all kinds of information there. All the products we talk about are there, including the iTeraCare device, which is featured prominently at the top of the homepage. And there's lots of information there about that. We've got downloadable flyers and brochures, a link to a YouTube playlist that has over 140 videos talking about the technology, how it's used, and testimonials from people all over the world that have had life-changing results both to their health and their wealth using these things. So check all that stuff out. If you have any questions, you can hit the contact me button, send me an email or call and leave a message. We'll get back as quick as we can and do everything we can to get you on the right track and get your questions answered. Also on that same area is a link to the dedicated website for the device, which has more information, more testimonials and the order now button, which uh, we all know what that's for. And uh, the key thing there is to follow the directions. Don't get in a big hurry. And when you come to the page that says amount and remarks, amount is 380 if you're buying one wand in the U.S. That's the uh, total cost delivered to your door, usually in two to three days. And remarks is Malaysian for name. Yes, that's it. You put your name where it says remarks because that ties your payment to the order. So we knew who actually made the payment and who needs to get the wand sent to them. So it's kind of important. So just follow the directions. Uh, if you do that, nobody will get hurt. You'll get your wand in two to three days, and everything will get gooder and gooder from that point forward. All righty then. While you're on the main website, be sure and hit the radio shows tab. And at the top of the page is the link to the archive page set up through castbox.fm. And then if you scroll down a little further, you'll see the information on the shows we do, when they're on, and how you listen. And at the bottom of the page is a link to the Facebook page set up for the show, as well as the Telegram channel. Now, keep in mind the topics discussed and opinions mentioned on this show are those of the host and or guest, and don't necessarily represent the opinions of the Spreaker Radio Network, Free Conference Call, their owners or sponsors, or any of the alphabet agencies out there listening in. Nothing we say in this show should be construed as an attempt to diagnose, treat, treat, or cure any kind of a health or wealth issue. It's all here for your education and entertainment purposes only, so that as a responsible adult, you can use this show as a jumping off point to do your own research and due diligence to make sure that what you're doing and what you're trying is right for you. That being said, we're going to get right into today's show, and as always, we have our regular Monday guest with us, John Kassarab. And uh, John, welcome to the show. How's it going? Did you have a good weekend? Yeah, I had a great weekend. <clears throat> we didn't. Uh, we had a speaker cancel this weekend. They had a family emergency, so we used it as an opportunity to, uh, you know, have an open mic session and just talk about a bunch of different things. And of course, I, uh, I'm putting together a nice short class. I do an eight-hour class on the national status, and I'm going to try to cut that down and do an abbreviated one there on the 29th of October. And I'm um, starting to advertise that, so we did the video for that yesterday. Mm. And I'm getting ready to go off to Las Vegas to go up there and join everybody at Prife. And uh, cool, 
also Brent Bachman. Yeah. See him tomorrow. Well, next week you'll have to give a complete report <laughs> <laughs> on everything that happened. <laughs> Don't leave out well, any details. I'll be sober. I won't be re-drinking, so <laughs> I'll be able to do it. Ooh, cool. Looking forward to it. I, I, I went out and I got a vlogging camera, <clears> and I kept telling myself I need to sit down and learn how to use it. And here it is. I'm leaving the mar in the morning, and I haven't even touched it. <laughs> That's the story of my life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. On the job training, you use it and learn at the same time. Fun, and fun, I hate fun. that because I, I want to make sure I, I, I video everything. Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. They didn't share the videos last time for the last meeting. I was really ticked off about that. I thought we'd be getting some uh, marketing materials out of that, but we didn't get them. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Things are going well. I, I see that people are still uh, buying the wand through us, so there's more and more people coming around and, and beginning mm -hmm. to want to share it. Um, <clears throat> I guess our team taking this taking this time about doing that, but uh, as they use it and they see the testimonies, you know, there's seventy nine thousand members of that testimonial group now. Ooh, that's man, that's a bunch. And and surprisingly, there aren't that many testimonies uh, uh, that are new. You know what? There's a lot of commenting on testimonies we've already talked about. Mm -hmm. So I didn't, I've got a few that I pulled out that are still uh, on the new side, but I didn't bring a bunch of the old ones in. I encourage people to want to join that group. You know, if they'll friend us, and we can put them in that group, yeah. and they can go see for themselves. Definitely. Anyway, the testimonies on Prife, I think, are, are stunning. Um, just, just, I've got the yeah. video from yesterday queued up. The first part is the husband and wife. I think they're out of Germany. Uh, did you want to play that, or you just want to get yeah, some? Yeah, her testimony's good. Look at all the crap she went through. Oh, yeah. That's what I See, thought. See, the thing I noticed here, that the, each each one of the, uh, these testimonies are really good because they had a reason to use the wand. They needed to. They had they, they were kind of forced or put in that position where they're going to have to use it. Uh -huh. uh, that's the same thing in a number of our, our best producers. Of same, same thing happened to them. Um, but in each case, they saw the value, and it was so stunning to them of what this thing does. Managed, that they had you know, to have I hate when these things automatically start. Mm. <laughs> I went back to the, I had it downloaded, but I went back to the um, uh, YouTube page just so I could read the description on what was going on, and then just automatically started playing, even though I have it autoplay well, yeah, turned off. Well, if you've off. got the description to read, read you know, because he doesn't adequately cover this guy's... Uh, the second guy, he's he's got quite a uh, quite a history, quite quite a resume. Oh yeah, yeah. They've got, and they've, the funny thing is, is they've got the the first guy is second, and the second guy is first. So Susanna is a multi passionate life designer, author, speaker, senior lecturer, and visionary with a passion and mission to make the world a better place. She's had miraculous experience using the iteric air, going from face, uh, facing early retirement due to fibromyalgia. EMF sensitivity and possible blindness to feeling more vibrant, healthier, and better than in, in, in her whole life. Uh, Oliver is a serial entrepreneur. <laughs> I like that term. <laughs> Pattern seer, engineer, and, and the German, uh, Germany stockist for Prife. Uh, after witnessing Susanna's transformation with the Iteric Air, he finally gave in and started using it himself only to find that his winter depression disappeared in four days and a semi-chronic exhaustion symptom gave, away, gave way in two weeks. 
This immediately led him to seek a stockist position. Now they are on a mission to spread the Prife products to the world in co-creation with other passionate beings. <laughs> and Dr. William S.K. Anarfi uh, is a distinguished entrepreneur and visionary leader with an outstanding track record. He serves as the founder and president of the WASK, W-A-S-K group, a dynamic consultancy firm and uh, recently assumed the role of CEO at Prife International Africa. Dr. Anarfi's influence extends across diverse sectors, including healthcare, waste management, agriculture, transportation, finance, multi-level marketing, innovative technology, and real estate. Notably, he owns and manages a state-of-the-art general hospital in the heart of Accra, Ghana, his commitment to philanthropy and social impact is in exemplified through the Wask Family Foundation and the 10K Project. Dr. Anarfi has garnered a plethora of awards and allocates for his con contributions to business and society, solidifying his status as an entrepreneurial luminary. He's been featured on numerous magazines, including the Network Marketing Times magazine in the USA. As a master networker, his unwavering dedication to positive change continues to inspire and elevate communities in Africa and beyond. So without any further ado, here is the episode number 70 of the Prife Livestream from yesterday. We get to cover stories from different parts of the world. And today we have a combination. One is about Africa, more specifically Ghana. And the other one is from Europe. Um, a couple who lives in, I believe, uh, uh, Denmark, Switzerland, and Germany stockies for Prive International. So for a start, we will have to welcome our guest from um, Germany, right? I mean, I, now you're yeah. getting me all confused. Susanna oh, and you. Oliver Silverhoyt. <laughs> yeah, we can laugh about it. It's just an Absolutely. amazing... Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's very confusing. Yeah. Yeah. We live in Copenhagen, Denmark, and Susanna is Swedish. I'm Danish, and okay. also I'm from Germany. How, yeah. more, how much more confusing can it be? <laughs> <laughs> I know you guys were trying to confuse me, right? So... <laughs> <laughs> well, it worked. <laughs> anyway, good to have you um, in today's live stream. And the reason why both of you are here is because, um, of course, first of all, I read your story and I was very touched with the, you know, how it has helped you, um, you know, from your discomfort and problems. So we'll start off with uh, Susanna. Susanna have this, I don't know if it's rare, but EMF sensitivity and also you had uh, fibromyalgia and uh, also near blindness and you were I guess maybe probably close to some kind of depression uh, last year if I may uh, add so please tell us about your journey and how you discovered this wonderful device and how it has helped you tell us about it Susanna yeah thank you for for asking uh, well, so I, I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia like a decade ago. So that, that's like another, so I lived a very, hmm, 
complicated life in many ways because I had to to really uh, find ways to navigate because fibromyalgia is an autoimmune disease. And basically, when I got the diagnosis, they said um, that um, take antidepressants and painkillers until you get an ulcer because then, you know, 25% of those who get this diagnosis, they, they, they take suicide after a few years because it's, you know, basically you are in pain 24 seven at, in the periods of when it's a bit cold. So we actually oh. moved to Costa Rica and, and to even, you know, to, to get the heat and, you know, try and we've tried everything. Um, I'm, I used to teach at the university for nutrition and health. So I, you know, I've done a lot of studies and I did a lot of research, what, what ways. So I've tried everything I could even think of to, to feel okay and managed, you know, to have periods where I was pain-free and had an okay life. And then uh, three, four years ago, I started to get super sensitive to EMF. So basically I couldn't go anywhere where it's radiation, like, you know, the, the Wi-Fi or mobile. So no, I couldn't go anywhere. And we are quite a globe trotter family. So we travel a lot, which meant that we haven't been able to travel because there's Wi-Fi and uh, everywhere. You can't find a hotel without it or, you know, and, and, well, we found an isolated island at one time, but <laughs> but uh, yeah. Well, you know, basically, you have to live off the grid, you know, and um, that is not easy because no. you are also an author and you have yeah. uh, podcasts and you have a lot of things and yeah. Mm -hmm. I guess the world is connected and it's pretty hard to run away from that. Yeah. Yeah, and that's so, what what the, the I came in because I was. Uh, isolating myself in my and you know in the living room and and uh with with it looks like a spaceship most of the time because it's tried to protect from the radiation I have cables in the you know stuff like that but then um i all of a sudden i got a bleeding in my eye meaning i couldn't use use my computer or be on uh, be on any screen so which meant that i i didn't have i couldn't do anything uh so so either it was the fibromyalgia or it was the emf or it was the the eyes that they thought i was going blind and so a year and a half ago that you know i was i was almost depressed uh, i wasn't but but i you know it, it felt quite hopeless because i'm i'm a you know, a woman with a lot of resources and a lot of power and, you know, like energy uh, inside, but my body didn't, didn't want to collaborate. And then uh, a friend told me about uh, the iTerra Care and I got it exactly a year ago. I started to use it uh, on daily basis. And within days, the pain was gone. And I we have just come home for, from Italy celebrating my 50th birthday and and wow. we travel around um, and um, be with all the EMF and everything. It, it's uh, like my my field is is so strong, so it doesn't affect me. Yeah. The energy I feel better 
than I have in my whole life. And then with within three weeks, the bleeding had stopped. And so I don't have to take the injections in my eye anymore. And so basically I, I feel better than I have in my whole life. And I, and so I feel very, very committed to bring these devices out in the world because this, it is like the, the closest to a Harry Potter one, do you know? <laughs> I know, it's, it's just amazing. I mean, oh, wow, just to listen to you, um, I can feel you, you know, uh, what you have gone through. And uh, in the case of Oliver, I guess you, um, well, you're not really a networker in a sense, but uh, you became a stockist in Germany. Um, yeah. I guess uh, maybe you can tell us and share with us your reason for being a stockist. Yeah, well, it, it's uh, quite, quite, uh, it was quite obvious to me when I witnessed what was happening to Susanna and I could see, um, see her joy and feel the energy that she was able to contain and produce. And I started, to, I was a little, you know, okay, that's good. You've got a new toy, the wand, and she used it. And I saw the results, okay, I better use it myself. So I got some pretty amazing results as well. But, uh, and, and Susanna has started uh, the, the networking part of working with it. But I know that you, I, I'm not a networker. Then I was asking, but what's this stockist thing? And there is uh, some stockists in, in Europe. But could, maybe, could, could we be stockists in some way? Sam said, ah, Darn, I thought about the same thing. Maybe, maybe let's let's explore it. And and uh, as things were a couple of weeks later, and th there was a, there was a, an event in Copenhagen where we live, where uh, where uh, Victor and uh, Nathan and, and uh, mm -hmm. yeah, they were there. So we set up a meeting, and, and it was it was like okay, let's let's go for it because. Amazing. What we want to do is we want to make a, the biggest impact we can do in the world with our lives, and yeah. and uh, it can take many forms. And and this is with with the results that the Itera Care can produce. Yeah. I I could see that, that contributing to 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 bringing these devices out would be something that would have a very very high impact in the world. Yeah. Um, it had been I don't know something else. So. <laughs> telephones or uh, well you you uh, found your pur you found your purpose <laughs> yeah i wouldn't have been a stockist for for a little company but, but for 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 the most amazing device in the world yes thank you very much so yeah well thank you so much guys for coming forward to share your story i'm sure uh, it will inspire some people who are listening or watching or maybe sometime in the future and those people who have similar problems like Susanna, maybe they'll give it a try. Um, you never know. But before I let you guys off, I mean, what about the water? Did you want the water and drink it? <laughs> this is such a good question because we are we are water nerds. So so we have been working with water for years. You know, oh. we produce our own water. I, I'm, a, I'm a chemical engineer by training. And also you should see our water system here at home. We are we are filtering. We are uh, we are not only filtering, but we are sort of um, um, restructuring. restructuring it. We're taking everything out of the water, new minerals, restructuring it, trying right. to emulate the water that comes out from the mountain uh, from the spring, and and with, with uh, to to produce that kind of water. And we were having really 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 good water. So it took a little while before uh, before uh, Santa sponsor said, "But do you want the water?" 
And she said, okay, we better start trying to do that. And it actually made a huge difference to the water as well when we started to, to, to blow the water. So um, do it. I mean, yeah. whatever mm-hmm. quality of water you have, use the blower on the water. Yeah. It is I, so I important. Know, I don't know why. I mean, what made me ask you that question? But I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Again, everything happened for a reason, right? So you yeah, were yes. kind of like, okay, I got it all figured out. I'm going to structure my water. Like, you know, what the waterfalls, <laughs> you know, that kind of... Um, natural spring or whatever kind of water and then here you have somebody telling you hey hey, you gotta want this water and it's gonna be so i'm sure there were some doubts in in within yourselves at that time right but amazing amazing yeah i i said to him it's just like you know you ask me to to you know i already have a rolls royce water why would i you know do more do even more (laughs) Uh, and he's like, well, but then you add the terahertz. And I'm like, oh, that's true. Let's try it. And uh, yeah, I. the thing is, I noticed how thirsty my body was, even though the water molecules of, of the water we had before was much uh, less clustered than, you know, regular water. But the, the, the terahertz water, the shards water, it's amazing you know i couldn't live without it now so yeah that's very powerful coming from both of you thank you so much and uh, thank you for being here today and really we really appreciate both of you and um thank you thank you so much it's been an honor and a pleasure to to be invited to to come and share our stories here and and uh, we we look forward to journeying with pride for many many years ahead yeah Thank right. you so much. Well, hopefully I'll get up uh, get the opportunity to catch up with you guys. Maybe in Thailand if you guys decide to go there. Thailand of course. Yes. Everyone should come to Thailand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you guys and uh, have a wonderful day. Thank you. you Likewise. Bye bye. Okay. Well, well, well. There you have it. I think um for even among the skeptics, well, <laughs> you should really reconsider, right? I mean, if you have similar um, situation maybe maybe this will be the time for you to try uh, this wonderful product our next guest is all the way from ghana in africa and uh yeah wow um his uh, resume um it's pretty amazing <laughs> well if i may uh before i introduce him uh, personally dr william uh, is, uh, you know, an entrepreneur and a visionary leader with uh, an outstanding track record. And he serves as the founder and president of WASK, W-A-S-K, and uh, WASK Group, a dynamic consultancy firm, and recently assumed the role of CEO of Pride International in Africa. In uh, And he's from Ghana. Can we welcome our special guest for today? Dr. William. Hi, Dr. William. How are you? And uh, Hi. good to meet you again. Hi. The last time Thank we were in Malaysia in Kuala Lumpur. And uh, wow, you have a big task in front of you, right? You have a big task. Yeah. Now, before I start, please tell us and carry us through about your previous experiences 
in uh, other industries uh, as well as networking? Well, um, I started uh, network marketing when I was very young because my mom was a network marketer. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, as an entrepreneur from Africa, my dream and visions was to transform the lives of many. You understand? And um, when you are an entrepreneur, a lot of people are thinking about going to the bank. But if you are a young entrepreneur, having access to investment or having access to different um, stream of income to back your vision is very difficult. I started my own company when I was 15 years old. I was into waste management, sanitation, recycling, and all those things. And after school, during my practice, I really wanted something to also back my entrepreneurship journey. So I went into the venture of um, network marketing and um, everything went well. We built teams, uh, what of, we did almost close to 30 to $40 million in sales in most of the corporations I was working with. And um, I was also um, given the, um, the title of um, Master Networker by the Network Times Magazine in the US. Eric Warren did the closing. So I've also served my way by impacting lives here in Africa, touching over close to 20 to 50,000 young people, and also teaching them how to leave their comfort zone to also make it up to the top. But I resigned in network marketing, that was 2020. And my last company of Total Life changed in the US. And um, that is when I thought that I was done. So I had to pay attention to my company and my business. And um, earlier, um, I met uh, Mark and Sarah in Dubai. And um, I was sitting in the lobby of Givora, the tallest hotel in the world. And um, Mark and um, Sarah and I had a conversation and they wanted to introduce this one to me. Mm-hmm. But there's something that happened. I told them, no, I was not interested. You know, and Mark said, no, it's going to help you. I said, no, you let's talk. And Mark sent me a lot of images and messages and videos. I did not even open it. But I had this neck pain because I had gone to about six different countries. And uh, Mark came to my, my, my place in the hotel and just did something like this with the machine. And in two minutes, the pain was gone. But still, I had in my heart not to pay attention to receive. So when I flew back to Ghana, my mom told me that, son, your father is dying. My father is having chronic sciatica. My father is having sciatic pain. And because of the pain meds, it's affected the kidney and he has pedidema, swollen of the legs and the face and the body. But something happened. My mom had rented the device, the red one, the classic, from a UK doctor who rented it to my mom like $20 a day for wow. six days. So when I came back to Ghana, mom said I should come home. When I got home, she showed me the machine. I said, I met a gentleman in Dubai who just showed me this machine. What is it doing in your house? And she was like, son, the man, the doctor said I should bring back the machine because your dad did not use it. He wanted you to come and verify if it was safe. So wow. mom said, please look into this for me. I believe it will save your father's life. And I called Mark and said, brother, I'm ready to align with you. Show me the way. I flew to Malaysia. And when I went to Malaysia, it was like a different world. The people were not just talking about money. I met the BODs. These are people who believe in God and in humanity. The vision of this company is not about money. It's about how to tap into different streams to help humanity. Who will give you good health and give you good money? This company is the combination of the two. 
So when I saw the presentation, Nathan did a presentation, I was tearing up. I just heard a voice that you have to receive the information. And I told Mark and Dr. Stephen that if this thing helped my father, the world will hear about it. In life, I stand for greatness. I stand for legacy. I don't look for money. You know, the true wealth is the number of people you could impact in your life. So when I came down to Ghana, I gave my kid sister the red machine to go back and blow my dad in seven days. All the pain he was having in his body, the facial puffiness and the legs swollen, everything was gone. And from that day till this day, I've been living a prime life. Every day I wake up for pride. I do everything for pride. I change my ways and everything to align with the higher vision to make pride number one and also to let ITRA care move in the horizon from Ghana to the Africa at large and the world at large. And I started building back to back. By the grace of God, I have teams everywhere in South Africa and Tanzania, in Malawi, in Kenya, in Nigeria, and everywhere. And it's just not about me. The vision is how many houses and how many homes can we put at one there? We have to be the mouthpiece to share the great news and our testimonies to the world. So that is how I encountered all this great opportunity. And that's why I'm here today. Wow. Amazing, Dr. William. I think you said it all. <laughs> I don't have anything else. <laughs> you are so charismatic and you do it from here. And that's yes. important. That's important. So I, I believe that uh, in November, you have a plan to do some kind of a roadshow. Would you like to share with yeah. us? Yeah. All right. So... um. We have really studied the market. We have built a strong foundation where nothing can come and destroy. We have been standardized by the government. Our, our machines have been accepted by the people and the people love it. So the next move is to create momentum. Momentum is when there are thousands and millions of people waking up every single day, believing in our vision. So we are going to scale up a momentum roadmap We'll be going to Togo, Benin, Cote d'Ivoire, the, the West African countries, and we'll enter into the northern sector. We'll enter into the eastern sector, the southern sector, for the world to hear what we have. So we are going to create a momentum to impact Africa, where people can have access to this one, and they can have, because a lot of people, you know, whenever you are looking for something good, people are also engineering bad ways to destroy that legacy. So a lot of people flooded the market with the fake ones and people did not even know which one is correct. So we are building a whole leadership in order to educate the mass about which one is original, which one is part. And now we are building seasonal leaders in all the African countries where we will all come back together as one family to also make sure that the vision of pride will be back. So from November, we'll be doing a massive tour and doing and building this legacy and spreading the good news. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. With your passion, mission, and vision, it's going to explode in different countries in Africa. And what, you have more than 50 countries, I believe, in Africa. And uh, hopefully, many of these uh, leaders will go to Thailand with you. And uh, yes. certainly, everything starts from here and here. And feeling you, I can feel you're going to go very far and you're going to change the livelihoods of many people in Africa, as well as the many people who are now crying for help 
because of the different um, problems in health that they have right now. And our miracle product is definitely going to be able to help them. Thank you so I like much. That. Yeah. I like that. You know that um, I, I must say for everybody to hear and understand, my first encounter with a uh, group president, you know, Dr. Steven had a treat for me. We, we went for lunch. And after having the lunch, we were walking. We saw a young kid with crutches. And when we bypassed the kid with crutches, Dr. Steven looked back and watched the kid more than four times. He couldn't stand to see someone in pain. So I knew that in order to have a maximum effect in this company, it has to be from here. And I must tell you, I own a general hospital on the busiest road in Ghana. The miracle tool that is holding the hospital now is this same machine. So in life, you know, I nearly missed the opportunity in Dubai, but opportunity found its way back to my father's house in order to bring me into divine alignment, not knowing that whatever we are looking for in life is also looking for us. Yes. Every single day, people come to the hospital because of this one. They don't, they don't come because of lab, labs. They don't come because of anything. People are gearing towards what we call preventive medicine. And when they get to understand the dynamics of what we have, they are willing to also use it and use it. So what you're saying about it being a miracle, it has really touched my whole livelihood and the way I do my things. And I would like to thank you also. When I was in Malaysia, you inspired me. You <laughs> gave me some of the materials, the tools to watch. And we watch your videos every day with the seven wonders and everything. And um, Prive, you know, have the best people who are working not for money, but working for humanity. And I would like to commend you for that. Thank you so much. Wow, <laughs> you're a very, very passionate person. Thank you so much, Dr. William. You, and yes, I think um, the best is yet to come <laughs> from you. Make it happen. Make Thank, it happen. You. Thank you for being here today and uh, see you soon. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Wow, very powerful, passionate leadership, I believe, that will transform Africa. And uh, many people are going to hear about us and many people will benefit with this amazing range of products that we have. Thank you for watching today. And I hope that some of the things being highlighted will probably, if you're new, make you want to try the wonderful miracle one, <laughs> magical one. I don't know what you call it, but it is iTerraCare. Thank you so much and see you again next week. Bye. Medical Disclaimers iTerra Classic and iTerra Pro are not medical devices. The information provided on our website is for educational purposes only and does not substitute for professional medical advice. Please consult a medical professional or healthcare provider if you are seeking medical advice, diagnoses, or treatment. Priif International shall not be liable for risks or issues associated with using or acting upon the information on our website. Priif International shall not be liable or responsible for the actions, misrepresentations, or negligence of our members who are independent contractors. Awesome testimonies. I think that was one of the best ones, uh, simply because of the way they came about it, and the fact is that it changed their life, and they realized that it was something special. Yeah. 
and they are all smart people. They're not just, you know, fly-by-nighters here that you're just accepting anything. They, they literally research this stuff, and they've got the background to tell you. Like that guy's a chemical engineer. He knows water. He's got the yeah. goods. Yep. And that guy's, the African guy's incredible. He owns his own hospital. Yeah. That's pretty wild. Yeah, from 15 years old, starting in network marketing, look where he's gone. That's unreal. The thing is, is that everybody realizes that this is something special, really. And I'm a, I'm just amazed at how Americans are treating this. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, are, it are, are they that jaded or, or just, uh, I don't know. I don't know. But a lot of people are beginning to do the same thing, and they say, well, you know, how do I sell this thing? And I say, well, you don't sell it. <laughs> you, you got the goal here has to be helping people. Yeah, you share it. Yeah, you got to share it with them. But, uh, you know, they're going to be skeptical and things like that. And so were these guys. Mm -hmm. And, look, they started using it, and away you go. So uh, when people begin to use it then, and they have results, then they, they want to share it too. But I think that this is something that we need to be – really pushing on because look the economy's not getting any better you need some way to do something and have a product that nobody else has I mean what do you want this is the only one in the world there is no competition everybody has aches and pains and, and crap and they've been going to the doctors for years and they're taking all kinds of medications you know it, it, they're, they're in a system uh, where they just start dependent on these doctors and these chronic illnesses that are constantly creeping up are all because of people's diets. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, something's got to change. Yeah, well, The fact that this thing can go take a person that's still eating crap and bring them back to some semblance of normalcy without the extreme chronic problems that they've been living with is absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. Big time. And that's the thing when I was listening to Susanna's testimony um, with her fibromyalgia, that's a selenium deficiency that until Prife came around, uh, the only thing you could do was get on the 90 essential nutrients with extra selenium. And I've seen people who you couldn't touch them because they were, in, it would cause so much pain. And it, within three to six months max, with their nutritional change, they've gotten rid of the problem. But here you've got a situation where using the wand, she's gotten rid of the problem much quicker. And for a lot less money and that's the thing that amazes me is how the uh, the terahertz frequencies are able to uh, have effects on the body that work basically the same way that nutrition does without the extra expense and it's something that you buy one time and everybody in the household can use it as opposed to supplements that only one person can take and they've got to spend a lot more money on it Almost probably, you know, for an average person, you'd be spending almost as much per month uh, on nutrition that you would for just buying a wand once, which is just absolutely amazing. And, uh, you know, I still say the best of both worlds is to do the nutrition and the wand, but if you can't afford it, and the way things are in this day and age, um, the wand, people are having results that you never got until without using nutrition until now. And that's just mind-blowing to me. 
Well, you, you know, this is another thing too. You've got a lot of people that are have all these problems, and they're taking they're taking a bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. Look how much it's costing them. Oh yeah, definitely. The wand is far cheaper. <laughs> much, much, much more. Uh, yeah, that's that's amazing. So, uh, you say you got a few other testimonials? I that, do. Uh, I do. I, 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 yeah, I don't have too many. I'm going to have to kick out of here because I'm really pressed for time today to try okay. to get ready for tomorrow. No, but anyway, uh, let me go through these uh, because these are pretty good. Uh, Pia, her name's Pia, for as long as I can remember, my hair's fallen out. I would leave strands of hair everywhere I went. I'd have to clear the shower drain every other day just so it wouldn't clog with my hair. And she says, that's not a nice task. This past year, my hair has gotten so fine and wispy that it was almost unmanageable. Well, I just realized I'm not shedding hair anymore. Nothing. Not a zip. My hair is staying intact on my scalp. How awesome is that? I love my wand. <laughs> Kathy even noticed that too. She, her hair was getting back to its normal color as well as uh, oh yeah, it, it was thickening and staying in her head. Um, I cannot pronounce this woman's name. Uh, she's obviously Indian. Um, my name is Nathalal or something like that. Um, I and I live. They can't write English very well, but I, I live in Porbandar, uh, Gujarat, India. My mother's nine is 88 years old. My mother fell down, and in the left eye damage. And then he goes on to talk about treatments. So let me just tell you what I see in the picture here. I'm seeing it on her left eye. I guess maybe the photo is reversed or something. So before she had a huge hematoma on her cheek and the cheekbones and her eye and all around the socket and everything is all kind of blood red. And uh, she obviously really whacked herself pretty hard. Well, the other picture, after the 11th day, she's normal. There's no sign whatsoever of any kind of injury. And it said that I damage 11 day treatment with iTeraCare device, 10 minutes one time and 10 minutes second time, it's twice a day. No medicine, no other treatment, only iTeraCare treatment. Wonderful, amazing results. Thanks, iTeraCare. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. She doesn't look good either, man. That was really a hit. She's lucky she didn't break her cheekbones. Claudette says, uh, I usually have blood pressure reading at 120 over 30 over 76. 120 to 130 over 76. And in, in when I'm in pain, it gets to the 130s. Um, today it was 96 over 66. And rechecked the other arm, and it was 106 over 70. That's all she wrote. But wow. that's fantastic. Um, Beverly uh, commented on that. She just said, my husband has been on BP meds for 30 years, and now he's off the meds, and his BP is staying great. No mention of the wand, but that's what they're talking about. That's It's in the wand uh, testimonial group. By the way, there's 79,000 people over there now. Uh, another guy here by the name of Boy says, the stages of my prostate-specific antigen test. So he started at 10.03 in November. In January it was down to 4.02 and now uh, in March it was normalized to 2.41. So he went from a high of 10.03 in November and after a series of tests 
he was scheduled for an operation, but they're glad that the pandemic happened because all procedures had been put on hold. My care came into my life in December, last December, and, and, and after three weeks of intermittent wanding and blowing, my test showed a sudden drop to the 4.02 uh, in January. My relationship with the classic unit blossomed to six to seven days per week engagement. <laughs> my recent test showed a normal reading of 2.41. That's within the range, normal range for an adult age, uh, 60 to 69 years of age. So th that range could be anywhere from 0.22 to 6.16 and he's 2.41. As such, my love affair with her shall continue for the rest of my life. <laughs> Alicia, uh, I just gifted my dad a wand and after two days his blood pressure is under control. It's typically 150 over 90 with medication. And his past two readings have been 116 over 80 and 115 over 74. I bought it after watching Kevin's testimony because uh, he walks the same exact way. So if you remember, Kevin was vaccine damaged. Uh, he was that guy up in Canada. Kevin Street. Yeah, Kevin Street. So... Um, she says, I'm hoping dad will stick with the with the one. Just doing the basic protocol, minus the head, and he's drinking the water before and after. That's great. That's great. Audrey uh, said, just had a doctor appointment with my kidney doctor on Friday and got the lab results today. I did get some good news. My creatine level went down from 2.53 to 1.75 and my GFR kidney function went up from 20, 25% to almost 31%. Electrolytes are good and almost no protein in the urine. That really mystifies the doctor, but he's sure it's the medicines that I am on. <laughs> he gives no credit to the wanted water and wanding. Of course. That, that's all I did that was different. I forgot to mention my A1C was 9.3 in March, and a week ago it was 7.1. Things just keep getting better. <laughs> that's awesome uh, theory um, I have a quick testimonial that's quite astonishing I had a split a molar a few years back and one half was loose and painful when I brushed my teeth it's now reattached together can't move it and no pain at all when I brush all I do is wand my face and mouth a few minutes a day for the last 10 days or so I'll continue, but it looks like the stem cells are regrowing my teeth as well. That's the first I've ever heard of anything like that happening. I've had, uh, I think, a cracked molar quite some time ago, and it was starting to give me pain in my teeth. And since I've been, uh, I specifically, after, you know, as part of my routine, I uh, hit my, my jaws uh, for a couple of minutes in all four corners and since then I've got no pain whatsoever no tenderness when I brush or anything like that so, you know I'm doing yeah. that too I am I got bad dental I, I really do have to do something about it long story about that Gina writes uh, my husband Mike Kelly had an open sore due to bad circulation for over three years after using the wand for a few months it's completely healed Last month, the doctor took a biopsy, and it was cancer. He will see them again on June 21st. He is supposed to have surgery on it, so we're very anxious to see what they will say. Also, the collar is back in his legs, and they were so pale. Um, 
Gina popped up and just commented on that and said, wow, my husband's skin cancer is gone. Cap letters, exclamation points. A wand is amazing. Thank you, Jesus. The, the doctor walked in after the first biopsy today and said, "He's all, you're all clear. <laughs> anyway, there's a picture of this guy on his leg. And you're looking at the left back of the left leg and foot. And right there, midway, mid-calf, is um, just uh, just a little bit off the midline is a, a sore. It's an open wound. And his legs are just white, pasty white, they pale. The after picture shows no sign of any lesion at all. And he's got normal, normal color. Amazing. Amazing. So we got Angela here. Angela, my thyroid is healed. They noticed a couple of months ago that my levels were too low and after I started wanting my thyroid, so I went down to one half a pill, but even that started making me feel sick after taking it. So I stopped uh, two months ago. Uh, they said it takes about three months for the medication to be out of your system. And I got blood work done yesterday only to find out that my thyroid levels are completely normal. Thank you, Jesus. That's really incredible, you know. Bad thyroid situations really mm -hmm. hard on people. Yeah. Cheryl says, love getting messages like this. Quote, I hate to catch you this late, but my boyfriend wants to order two wands. He says it's helping his knee. He has tried everything and been in pain for years. With the rainy weather here, to hear him say it helped is great. How can we make that happen? So Jill writes back in comments and says, please reach out to whomever you told told you about the wand. That's how this company operates. If you already own one, your sponsor should be able to help you place an order for him. Uh, and that's nice. And that's what they do too most of the time. Uh, Angela says, I woke up with aching legs in the middle of the night, the first night I received my wand. I thought I would give my wand a try. Much to my amazement, my pain left me immediately, and I was able to resume my sleep. That's what we like to hear. Yeah, but uh, that's it. That's really all I've got. Most of the testimonies that I was seeing recently, I mean, uh, this week, are people commenting on a lot of the testimonies that in the last few weeks that we've commented on. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're just that stunning, really. So that really gets people really begin to notice that stuff and they start commenting. And every time that happens, guess what? It pops up to the top of the feed. Yep. yep. And uh, so there were an awful lot of people commenting. 79,000 people, I don't know how you get around that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. So it's fantastic. I mean, I, I, I really think that we're missing it here in the States. We've got a lot of people. Really, we've moved a lot of wands. They're just keeping them secret. <laughs> they they are. They're secret agents, and I'm talking to a couple of them, and they tell me, "Oh yeah, this is helping me, and this is helping me." Well, it says, "Well, why aren't you telling people?" Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. I don't know what it is. There's something there that you know. Um, uh, they're afraid that all oh, the people are going to say, "Oh, you just want to make money off me," you know, abusing the friendship. Oh, well. Boy. Isn't it abuse to let the person continue in pain and not tell them there's some way that they might be able to get out of it? No kidding. And don't you think they'd be very happy to let you earn a buck or two for telling them? Mm -mm -mm. You know, I don't get it. 
People are funny. Especially, I've already given the notice. Look, you just heard these testimonies, right? Fantastic. Mm -hmm. The guy's a chemical engineer. He knows water. He knows chemicals. And he's telling you this this thing is fantastic. You got a guy who is an incredible entrepreneur who rejected the wand, went home. His mom says he's she's renting the wand, right? Twenty bucks a week or yeah, something like that. Twenty bucks a day. Twenty bucks a day. <laughs> That's amazing. That dude's uh, making some money. <laughs> yeah, and he just and and and, he, and and you know and the and the dude just blew off the wand because he didn't want to pay attention. So all of a sudden now it came close to the home, mm -hmm. and it saved his dad. That's incredible. Crazy, crazy, yeah, crazy. Yeah, but you know the guy is really accomplished. He's he's not a dummy. Yep. And um, he woke up and look what he did. He turned it. He did a one eighty plus. Did a one eighty twice. Mm -hmm. uh, you know he's 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 really launched a new career for himself there. Oh yeah. I, I think he's going to be really happy doing it too. I wouldn't want to do the job. I wouldn't want to be the president of the African guy. <laughs> <laughs> As a matter of fact, you know that the guy that became a stockist in Germany. Yeah. I would not want to be a stockist. You know, I I made that decision last um, September when I went to the last meeting because I was talking to the stockist and I wanted to know how does this work and how do you make money doing this. When they told me what they had to do. Mm -hmm. and how much money it costs. Yeah. You see, originally, it didn't cost that much to become a stockist. But, you, man, you're tasked with everything. You have to pay for that equipment that you get in your hands. And you have to have enough stock on hand to be able to ship it out to people and to handle any kind of returns in case there's a problem. Yeah. Do you know what an administrative nightmare that is? Yeah. Uh, no I've never wanted to deal in anything where I've got to stock product and ship it out. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's what all they do. That's all they're supposed to be doing. Some of them are trying to build a business at the same time, and I, I won't use them for stocking. Mm -hmm. We have the best stockists on the planet, Dina. She's pretty good. Oh, I think she's the best. She goes out of her way to help us get our stuff done. You call her, she'll call you back. Yep. I've, I've worked with a lot of these other stockists, and they, you just don't get those kind of treatments with them. So we got a we got a real winner there, and she's, you 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 know when I was there last year, the price to become a stockist you had to have over a hundred thousand dollars to set yourself up as a stockist. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine a guy setting himself up as a stockist for Germany. Man, how much did that cost? How much did he have to invest in equipment? And you don't just buy the wand; you got to buy the wand, you got to buy the water bottles, you got to buy the yeah. yeah. You gotta have everything. The batches, you gotta you gotta buy the ion shields. And the bios. Right? The bi oh. Yeah. I don't know if you know, but they're coming out with a bio light. Did you know that? No. no. Yep, it's gonna be mid range price, uh, like uh, like a premium level. Mm. Um and they're coming out with a new wand. Really? Mm hmm I kinda figured they were because you know, the last time they did the $500 deal, it was to get rid of all the old stock. And I figured they must be doing something again with this end of summer special. But, well, that's exactly what they're doing. I, I, I surmise the same thing. 
They want to move the old stock and have the new stock in place. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm anxious to see this thing. They'll probably have that light machine up there, the BioLite. It'd be interesting. Yeah, that's like more I said, my speed. Take pictures, I, take I, video. <laughs> well, I I got this vlogging camera, and I've got to I've got to you know fire it up and charge the batteries and figure out how to use it. And uh, it's not like the old uh, single lens reflex stuff that I used to use. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's quite different. Yeah. And so between that, I got to get gassed up. I got to I got to get my clothes. I got service work I got to perform. I'm I'm pressed for time, really. Well, I'll let you get going, and uh, okay. we will uh, be waiting to hear back from you next week as to how everything went. Yeah, I hope to have a good report. Yeah, me too. <laughs> anyway, I'm looking forward to it. There's I I, I can't imagine how many people are going to be there this year. Last year there were only about 200 people. I think it, you know, if I'm not mistaken, I saw like a couple thousand. Uh, oh man, you're kidding! You're I kidding. think they've got that um, that thing on the homepage uh, of the back office. Let me see if I can find mine real quick and check in here and see. Do 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 do. Well, I'm going up tomorrow. Uh, I want to get up there to see Brent because I want him to work with some me with some firearm stuff. Oh yeah. And. Also, I want to go check in over there because I I don't have a itinerary. I don't have a schedule. I don't have um, I, I know the hotel where I'm going, but I don't know anything else. Yeah, that makes it rough. It helped well, to... I used to do meetings. We used to do three meetings a year um, on a regular basis. And we always did them in Las Vegas because when we tried doing them up in Pebble Beach or, or you know, up the coast in different resorts and stuff, mm-hmm. we just didn't get the attendance. But every airplane knows exactly how to get to Las Vegas. Yep. <laughs> so we would always max out our meetings if we did them in Las Vegas. Well, according so to this, I remember, we've got, I remember uh, Vegas in the days of the Stardust and the uh, Sands Hotels and the Frontier and the mm-hmm. just – the very few of the ones on the strip, you know. Yeah. And these monster things that they put up, man. You, you gotta, you know, you need to get on your walking shoes, man. I mean, you got, you gotta walk a couple miles just to get where you're going. <laughs> man, um, according to this, it's the Price Second Anniversary Entrance Ticket Live Update. I don't know. I'm assuming that's for the U.S. one, but I can't swear to it. Fu- where did you find that? It's one? on the home page of the or the beginning and right in the back office. And there's twelve hundred and forty nine. Philippines is four hundred and forty nine people. Malaysia is hundred and eighty seven. United States is hundred and fifty two. And it goes all the way to Switzerland. Bangladesh, Hong Kong, Cameroon, Norway, and South Sudan have one each. <laughs> there's only hundred and fifty seven coming from the US. Hundred and fifty two. And like I said, I'm not sure if this is Thailand or uh, U.S. It doesn't say. It just it's says probably second anniversary entrance ticket. No, and that's Thailand. It that's must Thailand. be. I don't see anything here for... That makes more sense to me. Yeah, I don't see anything well, here it's the for anniversary. No, they don't have anything for that. That's what I said. I didn't see anything. It's hmm. the epic event in America, but uh, it's not... Uh, yeah, that's weird. The whole, I guess the whole uh, marketing team is coming over. Hmm. See, before we only had Victor. Victor was the only guy who was kind of in charge of the U.S. stuff. Uh, just Victor. And we had Noor Rashid, who is just like us. He's a rep. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, that was about it. And then we had a couple other people that were up above us that brought it to the country. Uh, it was a nice meeting. I enjoyed it. Uh, they didn't have enough food. They didn't have enough coffee. Uh-oh. Yeah, I, I, I live on the coffee. <laughs> Mainline. <laughs> yep. Yep. So I made sure I was complaining loudly. Loudly. Got to have <laughs> coffee. The food and the coffee. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and then they had uh, audio guys last year that I don't think they knew what they're doing because they didn't have the proper frequencies for their wireless mics. Mm. And it kept getting run over by other people in the hotel. Oh, man, that's not good. Yeah, and I kept saying, I, I, I went up to, to uh, Randy, uh, uh, Ricky, and, and uh, John, and I, I said, you guys, you got to tell these guys to change their frequencies. And uh, That's nuts. They, they yeah, they just have resolve. equipment and program from somewhere else, and they bring it in. You always have to do a search, and once you get to your new venue, and most of the new equipment, Sennheiser, sure, all that, you have a button you push, and it will scan all the frequencies and tell you which ones are best to use. Well, they do now. Yeah. They didn't used to do that. You used to manually have to do them. Mm -hmm. I had sure I have sure equipment, and I when I recorded all the meetings at these uh, that we went to, yeah. so I'd plug into the house and I try to use the house record uh, right. lines and stuff as much as I could. Mm -hmm. But uh, I would feed the video camera as well. Yeah. So I got pretty good at that. The biggest problem I had was more at uh, ground fault problems. Mm. So I had to lift the grounds on some of those things in order to do that. It was quite an education. Oh, yeah. But I used to have fun here down in the States, down in Irvine, mm -hmm. California, because mm -hmm. guys were doing presentations, and I and I knew what they were, and I had their phone numbers. So I'd start calling them. I'm in the back of the room, and I'd start calling them while they're doing a presentation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. And then I had a problem too because I was I was doing some recording and uh, I got interrupted too by the guy downstairs in the lounge because he started telling jokes and they were coming through my uh, my speakers. Oh man, that's not good. I had the same. That's that's why I knew exactly what the problem was at the other hotel. Because mm -hmm. they had the same thing. But you're in a business meeting and you got jokes coming in from the from downstairs in the lounge. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it depends on how good the business is. Maybe you want to hear the jokes and not the other guy. <laughs> hey, that's a well, good one. <laughs> the guy was uh, an ex-Vietnam -Viet, uh, pilot, a helicopter pilot. He was mm -hmm. in the mortgage business, and we were. I used to do mortgages for people. Mm. Uh, I used to fix mortgages for people, put it that way. And uh, so he was up there doing his presentation one day, and I don't know what the devil got into me, man. I just started dialing his phone, and it kept ringing while he was doing his presentation in his pocket. And he put it on, um, took the, turned the ringer off, but I kept doing it. He had it on vibrate, so he, he was kind of frustrated. Yeah. You didn't know I could be mean like that, did you? <laughs> Everybody has a little streak in them somewhere. <laughs> oh, I was having fun with him. Uh, I only did it once. That was enough. Mm-hmm. Anyway. All right. I'll see you later, man. All righty. Have a have a fun trip and uh come back Looking with a good report. Great. All Can't right, John. Thanks a lot. See ya. Bye. Take care. All righty. And that was John Kasarab, our regular monthly guest. And uh, I'm just looking through some of the stuff in my news feeds and whatnot. Trying to see what's going on here. And looking at the special reports. 
parents teachers start winning court battles against secret gender transition policies hmm. understanding the powerful rico law behind trump's georgia case near record high oil output hides lag and biden policy impact ah they suffered myocarditis after COVID-19 injections. Years later, some still haven't recovered. And another one, myocarditis, COVID-19 jabs, how the CDC missed a safety signal and hit a warning. Ooh, let's see here. Under pressure from military uh, and his mother, Jacob Cohen was feeling increasingly cornered. Mr. Cohen did not want to receive a COVID-19 jab. He knew the shots had not been available for long. He was worried about their safety. While Mr. Cohen initially resisted receiving a shot, he faced restrictions such as being forced to remain on base while vaccinated soldiers left. He was also pressured by military commanders who scheduled a vaccination appointment for him and contacted his mother as part of a multi-pronged campaign. Oh, geez. He told me, come on, it's your mother. She's crying. She's worried. What wouldn't you do for her? <laughs> Mr. Cohen, who asked to be identified by a pseudonym because of concern about repercussions for going public, told the Epic Times, I didn't want to take the jab. I didn't believe in it, he said, but he wanted to appease his mother. I would do anything for her. Big mistake. Mr. Cohen received his first shot, manufactured by Pfizer, on September 22, 2021, almost two years ago. He was 21 years old. Two weeks later, he was awakened by a sharp pain at 3 a.m., and it wasn't somebody sticking him with another needle. I felt like my heart was trying to get out of my chest, Mr. Cohen said. The soldier has felt pain before, but never felt anything like this, he said. Mr. Cohen went with a friend to the hospital where he was placed in quarantine because he wasn't fully jabbed. 30 minutes ticked by. I felt like it was the first time in my life I actually started seeing flashbacks of something that I did in my life. I felt like I was truly dying, Mr. Cohen said. Doctors finally came in and ran tests. They diagnosed Mr. Cohen with perimyocarditis or inflammation of the heart muscle and tissue around the heart. So he's not just pericarditis, not just myocarditis, but perimyocarditis, a combination of both. <laughs> he got the double whammy. They said Mr. Cohen was lucky. If he had come in just a little later, he would have needed open heart surgery. All because of a jab. He spent three days in the hospital taking medication and pills. When he was discharged, he was told not to engage in any physical activity for at least six months. Kind of rough for somebody who's in the Army. <laughs> he also needed to report for regular checkups and take a pill every day. Six months after leaving the hospital, Mr. Cohen's cardiac MRI showed concerning results. His heart still hadn't recovered. Doctors gave him more pills. Of course they did. They told me maybe I will need them for the rest of my life which probably won't be long, Mr. Cohen said. The military market had, uh, marked him as unable to serve for the rest of his life and released him. To this day, he suffers. Yeah, but is he getting VA benefits? Hmm. <laughs> I've been feeling, I'm not sure if it's a trauma or something, but it feels like this 
like a sting there. A short, sharp pain, Mr. Cohen said. I did a lot of physical things, which now I can't afford to do any more. He's also unable to do all he used to do before. I was training. I was playing soccer. I did a lot of physical things, which now I can't afford to do anymore, Mr. Cohen said. Continued pain. Dr. Adam, Her Adam Hirschfeld was among the first people to receive a COVID-19 injection in the United States. The orthopedic surgeon was motivated by a desire to prevent his patients from becoming sick. <laughs> Ignorance is bliss, isn't it? I didn't want to put any of my patients at risk, Dr. Hirschfeld told, his, told the Epic Times. He received a Moderna primary series composed of two doses in January 2021. He was 36 years old at the time. Three days after the second shot, Dr. Hirschfeld felt discomfort in his chest and numbness in his left arm, probably because his first shot was saline and the second shot was the real McCoy. A cardiac MRI confirmed evidence of heart inflammation. Dr. Hirschfeld was prescribed medicine and discharged for two days later. Dr. Hirschfeld has since undergone about a dozen electrocardiograms, uh, another half dozen uh, echocardiograms, and a follow-up cardiac MRI. I went from being completely healthy, no issues, no medications, to seeing 10 different doctors in the blink of an eye, Dr. Hirschfeld said. The follow-up MRI conducted about 18 months after the vaccination showed normal cardiac function. But Dr. Hirschfeld still experiences pain. I have continued chest pain on the right side, and then I have neuropathic pain types of pain in my neck and shoulder areas, he told Epic Times. I have it uh, when I wake up, and there it's there when I go to sleep. The suffering effect affects doctor, doc, the doctor physically and mentally. Having chest pain every day for two and a half years is very disconcerting, he said. Pfizer and Moderna didn't respond to requests for comment. <laughs> of course not. Shots cleared, cases appear. Mr. Cohen lives in Israel, and Dr. Hirschfeld lives in the United States. The first myocarditis cases after COVID-19 injection were reported in those countries in January 2021. Only a few weeks had elapsed since authorities cleared and recommended the shots for large portions of the population, including many young, healthy people. Yowzer. And let's see here. Ah, at first, authorities hid reports of myocarditis from the public. Israel first acknowledged there was a likely link between the shots and the inflammation. The United States finally followed in June 2021 when the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, or the COVID death cult, said there was a likely association. Even after the association was made public, officials and many experts claimed that myocarditis cases were mild. No such thing. <laughs> Most patients were hospitalized, authorities acknowledged, but they said patients could expect to recover without treatment and with rest. No one ever recovers from myocarditis except by dying in, uh, when you're dealing with allopathic medicine. The myocarditis is rare but mild, Dr. Rochelle, uh, Rochelle Walensky, the CDC's director at the time, said on Good Morning America on June 24, 2021. Dr. Walensky said the cases were self-limited or didn't require treatment to resolve. <laughs> yeah, they just die, and that's the end of the problem. 
Dr. Jenny Faust, editor-in-chief of MedPage Today and a teacher at Harvard Medical School on Twitter two days later, described the cases as self-limited troponemia or elevated uh, troponin levels that would resolve on their own. Troponin is a protein in the heart that's a marker of heart injury. Those claims were already wrong at the time based on case reports alone. A previously healthy 24-year-old man in Massachusetts, for example, experienced chest pain so serious that he went to an emergency department. Doctors reported on May 18, 2021, he was eventually discharged with a prescription for a beta blocker and anti-inflammatory drugs and told not to engage in strenuous activity for three months. Another early case involved a previously healthy 16-year-old boy in California who experienced stabbing chest pain and went to the emergency department for help. He described the pain as 6 to 8 on a scale of 1 to 10. The symptoms prompted doctors to admit him into intensive care. He spent six days in the hospital before being discharged. Like many early case reports, no follow-up data were reported, making it impossible to say that the cases had fully resolved. Unless you've experienced it individually, you can't tell somebody that their case was mild, Dr. Hirschfeld said. If you have elevated troponin, that's your cardiac muscle breaking down. That's something that's permanent. And so to tell me that my cardiac muscle breaking down is mild is pretty insulting. Signs of persistent symptoms appeared in the literature before long, uh, U.S. military researchers, for instance, stated on June 29, 2021, that 7 of 23 patients continued to have chest discomfort weeks or even months later. Dire outcomes were known to be uh, known even earlier. Two deaths were reported to U.S. authorities in February 2021, while another two were reported in Israel in the spring. Both of the Israelis who died were previously young and healthy. Professional biker affected. Kyle Warner was a professional mountain bike racer when he received his first COVID-19 vaccine in May of 2021. He completed a primary series the following month. Mr. Warner, who lives in the western United States, teaches older people and wanted to protect them from COVID-19. The CDC and others promoted the idea that the vaccines curbed or even prevented transmission based on observed observational data. <laughs> Another lie. The sentiment was that was these are safe and effective. If you get them, you don't need to wear a mask anymore. And you can't transmit COVID or catch COVID, Mr. Warner told the Epic Times. I spend quite a bit of time around older people and help them learn. Help them learn not to take the COVID jabs, right? Uh, I wasn't necessarily afraid of COVID myself. Not that I did, re, uh, not that I did respect it but I wasn't worried that it was going to kill me, he added. But I was worried about getting someone else sick, especially when I'm with older clients. Yeah. Mr. Warner was diagnosed with myocard, um, myopericarditis, oh, another double whammy, after COVID-19 injection and was hospitalized. After being discharged, Mr. Warner was bedridden for weeks. There's points where I was unable to even get up out of bed without passing out or blacking out, Mr. Warner told Epic Times. It was really eye-opening, <laughs> or eye-closing. 
Uh, I felt like I was I went from being 28 years old to being 88 years old. Mr. Warner was diagnosed with myopericarditis and two other conditions, postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome and mast cell activation syndrome that others have also been diagnosed with following COVID-19 jabs. Hyperbaric oxygen, which has relieved some of Dr. Hirschfeld's pain, helped bring Mr. Warner's energy levels back up. But the cyclist who didn't ride again until February 2022 still struggles with pain, especially when he exercises in the summer. Mr. Warner utilizes a heart rate monitor, which he became familiar with in his racing career. During a recent ride, Mr. Warner pushed himself, trying his hardest for four minutes. That sent his heart rate up to 189 beats per minute, the highest since the injury. I did okay, but then the next few weeks I had a kind of a lingering chest pain and tightness. And about four days after, I was pretty significant. It was pretty significant where I was having a hard time sleeping, and my heart felt like it was palpitating ever, every once in a while, and then even more than a week later. I still had a little bit of chest pain, tightness, uh, chest tightness and pain, Mr. Warner said. It kind of scared me because it's been well over a year since my last treatment with hyperbaric, and I'm still dealing with it. And when I do try to push myself harder, then I have to pay for the next few days to a week. Back in the day, I would be able to do that with no problem at all. Doctors who have spoken to Mr. Warner have told him that when his heart becomes stressed, it signals his immune system to attack and inflame it. This tries to keep, uh, he tries to keep his heart rate under 160 beats per minute. 14-year-old rushed to the hospital. Aiden Ekanayake woke up in the middle of the night, every breath deeper in, uh, in, it was like knives in my chest. Aiden, who was from Georgia, said to his podcast, appear, uh, during a podcast appearance, it was June 12, 2021, two days after Aiden received a second shot of Pfizer's vaccine. He was 14. Aiden was able to fall asleep through uh, shallow breathing, but was soon awakened. He went to his mother, who rushed him to the hospital. Tests revealed abnormalities. Aiden was taken to the acute cardiac unit, where more tests confirmed that the vaccine was the cause. Aiden spent four days in the hospital. After being discharged, he was inactive for more than four months. I don't know where they get this two days of, and you're done, you're good. <laughs> That's a crock of you-know-what, uh, Emily Ekanyaki, uh, Aiden's mother, told the Epic Times. She had uh, read early studies from Israel that found an elevated risk of myocarditis among young males who had received the Pfizer vaccine but concluded with her, uh, with her son that the benefits of the vaccine outweighed the risks. <laughs> what do you think now? I was really scared of COVID. Yeah, thank you for watching TV. <laughs> Aiden said he wanted to get vaccinated to help protect himself and his brother, both of whom have asthma. <laughs> Aiden's doctor, who recommended the shot shortly before Aiden was vaccinated, the CDC director, said the agency found no safety signals for myocarditis. U.S. officials cleared the recommended uh, and recommended the injection to virtually all children ages 12 to 15 after initially only making it available to those 16 and older. Good grief. 
uh, let's see, Aiden eventually resumed exercise, but uh, after being cleared by a cardiopulmonary stress test, the result of the test was probably more like that of an old man, Mrs. Ekenyake uh, said. His CO2 was low. He wasn't able to run much. He's got a lot of work in that way to go still, but he does like walking. I still worry about strenuous activity. I can't help it. I don't know what uh, that will ever, don't know that that will ever go away. Half a human being. Alon was a competitive swimmer who trained every single day before he received his Pfizer jab. But in addition to the round trip to get the get to the pool, the Israeli boy needed to stand in line to take a test for COVID-19. School also was an issue. Fellow students would often get sick, triggering a quarantine of those who weren't injected. Good grief. It's like putting a child in prison for doing no wrong, Mother of Alan says. There was no chance to arrive to school and not be informed for the next day that someone is sick and you need to be in quarantine. Alan's mother, who spoke on condition of anonymity due to fear of professional repercussions, told the Epic Times, It's impossible. It's like putting a child in prison for doing no wrong. Alan's mother saw vaccinated people become sick despite in the vaccine, erasing her belief that the shot protected people. But she heard little about the possible side effects and decided that the benefits, including keeping her son in school, meant he should receive this shot. He was tired of the quarantine and tests, they said. Uh, let's see here. The first shot was injected December 3rd, 2021. The second shot was on December 24th, 2021. Alan was nine. A few days later, Alan fell into a deep sleep. It was scary, his mother said. Doctors ran tests, including checking his heart. They, could, they couldn't discern what was awry. The child was not functioning, <laughs> Alan's mother said. He was like uh, half a human for the whole month. The breakthrough came uh, when Alan said, My heart hurts. Fresh testing revealed myocarditis. It was indeed or induced by the vaccination, doctors concluded. Alan spent the night at the hospital before being discharged. He returned a week later with chest pain. Tests showed normalization. Alan suffered uh, from, another, from other problems over the months that followed. He lost his sight. His legs swelled. His lymph nodes became enlarged. Follow-up visits found no heart problems. The other symptoms eventually resolved, and Alan was cleared to resume sports. He plays uh, for hours each day, but nearly two years later, he still suffers. He has uh, periods when his heart hurts, Alan's mother said. Sometimes, uh, for a few months, everything is fine, and then suddenly it comes back. She has opted to take her son to the doctor only when emergencies arise. Anytime he sees a doctor, he becomes sick, and, refu and he refuses to take any more blood tests. Maybe it's a, a sore muscle there. The heart is normal, and suddenly it's very tight for a few seconds, Alan's mother said. It goes away. We avoid tests of any sort. If I don't feel it's life and death, I don't take him to the doctor. Worst pain in his life. Ben Cutler loved to go to the gym. He worked out five days a week. 
because he didn't want to become infected by a new Omicron variant, Mr. Cutler received a Moderna booster shot on December 14, 2021. He was 26 years old. The next day, Mr. Cutler began to experience symptoms such as fatigue. He went to sleep early, but at 2.30 a.m., he was startled awake. Yowza. I woke up and have never felt so terrible in my life, Mr. Cutler wrote in a summary of his experience. After several days of trying, uh, let's see, several days of trying to sleep the pain away, a family member convinced the Massachusetts residents to go to the hospital. Doctors ran tests and found troponin T levels almost 90 times the normal maximum, uh, normal, normal maximum levels. Mr. Cutler was diagnosed with myopericarditis. He was eventually discharged, but his ordeal wasn't over. It was good that I could work from home and I could start working at 7 or 8 a.m. and then work until like 2-ish and then just lay on my couch for like 7 hours, Mr. Cutler told the Epic Times. Mr. Cutler estimated the uh, spent hundreds of hours in pain on his couch. His pain was often uh, 5 on a scale of 5 and he lost 25 pounds. A 10-minute walk to the grocery store, Mr. Cutler said, would have been the only exercise I could manage in a day. He described having to budget his energy. After about two months, his condition started to improve. The pain dropped to threes on some days, then twos, then zeros. By the end of April 2022, Mr. Cutler was able to begin lifting weights again. A follow-up cardiac MRI revealed a small fibrosis or scar, but he feels he has recovered. I haven't been uh, having any major issues, he said. Everything's pretty good. Evidence builds. The stories bolster the growing body of evidence that has found a significant portion of people who suffer vaccine-induced myocarditis are affected for months or years if they survive. U.S. researchers who followed up with 15 children hospitalized with myocarditis after COVID-19 injection revealed on August 10, 2021, that four of the patients had persistent symptoms. Other U.S. researchers announced on November 1, 2021, that seven of 54 young patients who suffered myocarditis after injection still experienced symptoms, including chest pain. Nearly half of myocarditis patients who responded to a U.S. government survey said the months after a COVID-19 injection, they continued to experience symptoms, including chest pain, government researchers said on September 21, 2022. Meanwhile, 35% of 28 young myocarditis patients followed up with at least 61 days after COVID jabs reported continued symptoms such a shortness of breath, Hong Kong researchers said on September 23, 2022. Although post-COVID injection myocarditis has a favorable prognosis and is considered curable, it may leave abnormalities in the myocardium. As observed in this case, it may be therefore may therefore be premature to declare it as a complication with a good prognosis, Japanese researchers said in 2022. Uh, more recent data have shown that some patients still haven't recovered. That includes 23% of 60 people who told the CDC that at least one year after being diagnosed with myocarditis, they were still experiencing chest pain.
Other papers have found that even when symptoms abate, follow-up testing reveals abnormalities. Heart scars were detected in cardiac MRIs conducted seven to eight months after the myocarditis diagnoses, Israeli researchers said on March 23, 2022. U.S. researchers described similar results in a study published around the same time. Other U.S. researchers who imaged 15 adolescents at least 76 days after they were discharged from the hospital found persistent late gadolinium enhancement in 80% of the patients. Researchers often use abnormal levels of late gadolinium enhancement as an indication of heart scarring. In myocarditis cases before the pandemic, the enhancement was often a sign of poor outcomes such as heart transplantation or death. It's going to be a small percentage of people that recovered from myocarditis, but some of them could be in for long-term problems and morbidity. And some of them may develop actual disability, Dr. Andrew Boston, a U.S. heart expert, told the Epic Times. While most patients experience mild myocarditis, which is mostly gone, it's true that scars can remain because it's in an inflammation of the heart muscle. Dr. Yehuda Adler, Adler, a member of the Israeli Ministry of Health National Council for Prevention and Treatment of Cardiovascular Diseases, told the Epic Times, I'm definitely following these people even today, two years later, and I'll continue to follow them. Not all patients have persistent symptoms or abnormalities. Some have seen a full resolution of their symptoms combined with no abnormal signs in follow-up testing. Dr. Rabia Ashley, uh, director of the Heart Failure Unit and the Cardiovascular Research Center at Hadassah University uh, Medical Center in Jerusalem, said his team is also following patients to make sure they're okay. He told Epic Times that all but one of his patients have stopped experiencing symptoms. In this, uh, if this has any clinical significance regarding the flare-up of the disease later, later on, or the deterioration in function after a few years, we do not know, Dr. Ashley said. But deterioration in function after a few years is unlikely. Dr. Boston said he wasn't so sure. One thing that I'm certain of is that the jury is out, he said. We need to collect a lot more information and see how many people are really doing long-term, people are really doing long-term, particularly the young people. Questionable uh, pressure. Many young people receive COVID-19 injections under pressure, such as Mr. Cohen. Israeli military authorities punished the unvaccinated with actions ranging from taking away their leave to making them wear a special vest and isolate in their quarters. Good grief. Just looking at some of the pictures here. Um, This is a population of young and healthy soldiers in whom COVID is mild and transient, and there is no justified reason to vaccinate them, Dr. Yoav. Yeah, is uh, Kelly, a specialist in internal medicine and medical management, said on Facebook, vaccinating the soldiers was not only folly, but a lack of professionalism and a violation of medical ethics. Good for them, or him. This is a population of young folks. 
Uh, let's see. Others, like Alan, faced repeated interruptions to their daily lives if they didn't receive a vaccine, despite evidence suggesting that post-infection immunity is broad and superior to that from vaccination. CDC, CDC studies later found that the immunity that develops following recovery, known as natural immunity, was better than vaccination against the Delta and Omicron vari- virus variants. Top U.S. officials made false claims about vaccine effectiveness, such as claiming vaccinated people couldn't become sick or transmit the virus, in their bid to convince fence sitters to get vaccinated. You can't make that logical leap even in December of 2020, and yet they made that logical leap, said Dr. Jay Bhattacharya, professor of health policy at Stanford University School of Medicine, told Epic TV's American Thought Leaders. They premised that their policy recommendations, the vaccine passports and the mandates, the coercion and all the gaslighting of people who are actually vaccine injured on this uh, idea that we have to get to sufficient fraction or get a sufficient fraction of the population vaccinated for the disease to go away. The hype around the vaccine led to a number of U.S. universities to mandate them, and we're seeing that again now with uh, the latest ones. Even after researchers concluded the booster mandates were unethical, in part because they were associated with more serious adverse events than hospitalization caused. The federal government also imposed mandates on the military, workers, uh, contractors, and private health care facilities. The White House has defended the mandates. Of course they did. <laughs> Our administration's vaccination requirements helped ensure the safety of workers and critical workforces, including those in the health care and education sectors protecting themselves and the populations they serve, and strengthening their ability to provide services without disruptions to operations, it said in a recent statement, all of which was a total bold-faced lie. Common Symptoms and Treatments Nearly all people who develop myocarditis after COVID-19 injections suffer from chest pain, doctors have found. A meta-analysis of... Meta-analysis of reports describing 200 cases, for instance, found that 98% of patients presented with chest pain, fever, and difficulty breathing were also common symptoms. Patients often suffer symptoms within a week of vaccination, according to case reports, surveillance databases, and patients. Early detection and treatment can be critical to prevent further deterioration. Exercise restrictions are imposed on most patients until they pass a cardiac stress test. The point of the test is to detect lingering problems in a controlled setting in which the patient exercises at least uh, at less than maximum capacity, Dr. Anesh Koka, uh, a U.S. cardiologist, told the Epic Times. Problems detected on the test may preclude participation in competitive sports and may require invasive therapies such as defibrillator placement. Oh, goody. Some health officials and doctors have said the myocarditis resolves without treatment, but many patients have received drugs. Uh, let's see. Colchicine, typically used to treat gout, has been uh, favored by many doctors. Mr. Cohen was initially prescribed that drug. He was directed later to take uh, daily to take uh, tritase 
an anti-tension uh, converting enzyme inhibitor that's uh, meant to treat hypertension following serious problems such as heart failure. Mr. Cutler took aspirin for two weeks. He replaced uh, cochicine with ibuprofen after experiencing back pain. Other treatments include intravenous immunoglobulin, a pooled antibody, beta blockers, anti-inflammatory medications such as methylprednisone and, or wait a minute, prednisolone and ramparil, other angiotensin uh, converting ex ex enzyme inhibitors. Whew. Ignored. Several common themes linked the myocarditis patients who are speaking out. That includes the feeling that they were tricked into receiving the shots. You start to realize that basically the authorities, first of all, they knew about these possible side effects. They just chose not to disclose it or disclose it only in the few websites in a small in small letters, <laughs> Cohen said. Mr. Warner recounted growing up on welfare and coming to see the government as being there to help him. <laughs> he now views parts of the government as corrupted by financial incentives, including the kickbacks it allegedly receives from Moderna. Patients also feel abandoned. Good grief. A lot of us are still dealing with the significant issues that I think are being ignored, Dr. Hirschfeld said. It hasn't helped that U.S. authorities who have aggressively promoted the vaccines have refused to provide compensation to many sufferers or otherwise assist them. Just three people who suffered post-vaccination myocarditis have been compensated by U.S. authorities who are responsible for compensation because the vaccine manufacturers are shielded from liability. That should be your first indication that you shouldn't take anything they make. The highest payout was just $3,957.66. Oh, geez. Probably pays the copay on some of their uh, hospital visits. Anyway, both um, is... Ekenyake and Mr. Cutler applied for compensation but still haven't heard back. While the bulk of Aiden's medical bills were covered by insurance, his parents have still had to pay close to $10,000 out of pocket. Mr. Cutler's paid about $5,000 due to high deductibles. An enormous backlog of application remains and some who have been diagnosed with vaccine injuries have been denied. <laughs> Lots of them. Myocarditis patients largely spoke up, uh, spoke about receiving the support of family and friends as they recovered, but not all. I was disowned by many of my friends for speaking out about this early on, Mr. Warner said. It's been interesting to see so many of them come back around and apologize to me. Well, that's good. And that's the end of the story. Wow. Whew. Bad news. Got to avoid these things like the plague. Because they are. Man. Alrighty. Let's see. Myocarditis and COVID vaccines. How the CDC missed a safety signal and hit a warning. Meteorologists, ex scientists explain why there's no climate emergency. Hmm. How the Biden admin is killing China's high-tech ambitions. Oh, yeah. 
In Maui fires, defying police blockades prove life-saving. <laughs> FBI on the front line in flight against, uh, fight against CCP's covert war on U.S. Yeah, right. Trust the FBI? I don't think so. China's economy in grave danger as growth engines stall. Options dwindle. Hmm. Sinister theory behind the Q in LGBTQ. Okay, got me curious. The truth behind the queer theory, pedophilia, incest, and bestiality. Conservatives have zeroed in on the T in LGBTQ as part of the ongoing culture war, but many may not realize the Q from the acronyms stands for an even more extreme theory that defends pedophilia incest and bestiality and advocates for a complete destruction of traditional sexual norms q which stands for queer is rooted in queer theory a sexuality a sexuality ideology that be, uh, began gaining popularity in the 1970s many philosophical founders and perpetrators of the theory have argued in favor of normalizing pedophilia and worse the recent conservative focus on transgender ideology has left the queer movement to quietly grow. National organizations such as Teachers Unions and the Planned Parenthood Federation of America, along with global organizations such as the United Nations, advocate for sex education for children as young as kindergarten age. At the same time, queer theorists embrace the idea that sexual content consent Laws should be eradicated for all children, even infants. In the United States, although gender ideology and transgenderism have grabbed the most attention, conservatives and liberals alike have been sounding the alarm about queer theory, which has flown under the radar. Commentator James Lindsay, author of The Marxification of Education, told the Epoch Times that queer theory has hijacked the gay rights movement. In reality, the theory proposes to disrupt social politics. It doesn't believe in limits on sexual behavior, including taboos such as pedophilia, incest, and bestiality. Yeah. Mr. Lindsay considers Michael Foucault, a French postmodern philosopher who wrote The History of Sexuality in 1978, the father of queer theory. Foucault, uh, uh, accused of having sex with prepubescent boys as uh, young as eight in a graveyard in, graveyard in Tunisia, rejected all sexual labels and boundaries. Good grief. It's considered abnormal for an adult to want to have sex with a child, Mr. Lindsay said, but pedophiles consider sex with children as normal. So for queer theorists, where anything goes, pedophilia is acceptable, he said. Excuse me. Derek Jensen, a lecturer and author of more than 20 books, mainly on environmental issues, at one point the California resident wouldn't, would have considered himself an old-school environmental activist. But now the left hates him because he dared to speak against queer theory. The left left us, <laughs> and it's like I'm politically homeless, he told the Epic Times. Mr. Jensen said queer theory is influenced by postmodernism, 
which doesn't believe in truth or reality. Similarly, uh, let's see, uh, queer theory examines what is normal and who that hurts or helps. He said the, uh, the answer is simple. Normal is oppressive. Anything that is sexual must be acceptable, he said, adding that uh, that means that any type of fetish or even rape. Queer theory argues that the violation of the child doesn't cause the harm done um, by ch adult child sex. It's caused by a society that makes the child feel guilty for having sex, Mr. Jensen said. Good grief. Like others, Mr. Jensen agreed that Foucault, who died in 1984, embraced pedophilia. Foucault had sex with boys and argued for the elimination of age of consent laws as in down-to-infants, Mr. Jensen said. Queer theory contributors such as Foucault and Gail Rubin, another founder known for having uh, sex and gender political theories, for developing them, excuse me, contributed to the, an ideology that would rationalize fetishes, he said. Allen Ginsberg, a well-known poet who died in 1997, embodied some of the movement's ideas before queer theory became into being, Mr. Jensen said. Ginsberg was a supporter and member of the North American Man-Boy Love Association and wrote a 1994 essay defending child sex. Pubescent boys and girls don't have to be protected from big, hairy you and me. They'll get used to our lovemaking in two days, provided the, the controlling adults will stop making these hysterical noises that make everyone, everything sexy sound like rape, Ginsburg wrote. Good grief. Uh, some critics of queer theory believe that only a matter of time before pedophilia becomes acceptable. They point out to incidents such as the annual drag march in New York where participants chanted, we're here, we're queer, we're coming for your children. The Paris, they should have been shot immediately. The Paris Fashion House uh, Balenciaga uh, faced backlash last year after running an ad campaign depicting little girls holding teddy bears wearing bondage gear. One ad showed pages from a child pornography court ruling. Balenciaga uh, later apologized for the advertisement, but it demonstrated a growing trend. Proponents of queer theory see it as a political tool to fight with patriarchal oppressive system that has marginalized people with different sexual preferences than heterosexuals. In a 2019 Marxist.com article by Yola Kipkak, the element of struggles against the system in queer theory was seen as positive, but leaned too much into identity politics to spark a genuine socialist revolution. The article lamented that capitalists could present themselves as LGBT-friendly and paint a liberal and progressive image of themselves. Corporations such as Apple or Coca-Cola, which exploit tens of thousands of people in terrible working conditions, support LGBT campaigns in their companies, or finance party trucks, handing out free alcohol at commercialized pride parades, Miss Kipkak wrote. Normalizing pedophilia, Jamie Mitchell, the founder of Gays Against Groomers, 
was a group that's fighting against the use of gay culture to sexualize children, told the Epic Times that queer theory is part of the gender ideology that has made its way into schools, where students can use pronouns to socially transition while keeping it secret from parents. Ms. Mitchell is convinced that it's all leading in one direction. I believe the goal has always been to break down those barriers and to normalize pedophilia, she said. Some of the earliest proponents of queer, uh, queer theory and gender ideology were pedophiles, allowing minors to make decisions on transgender surgery that would alter their lives forever is one step closer to allowing children to consent to sex with adults, Ms. Mitchell said. I think the push for queer theory in classrooms and gender ideology, indoctrinating them with pronouns, different genders that don't exist in reality, is to push them toward and normalize them being able to consent, she said. Sexual oppressors. In academic circles, the push to intensif- uh, is intensifying to classify pedophilia as another sexual orientation instead of a mental disorder or criminal behavior. The term minor attracted person, <laughs> pedo, pedo, grabbed headlines after transgender professor Alan Walker used it during a discussion on pedophiles in, December, in November 2021. Ms. Walker, a woman who transitioned to a to live as a man, was discussing her book, A Long Dark Shadow, Minor Attracted People and Their Pursuit of Dignity. In an interview with the Prostatia Foundation, Ms. Walker said, it's less stigmatizing to use the term minor attracted person than the term pedophile when referring to people who don't act on their urges to have sex with children. And in May, transgender Minnesota lawmaker Lee Fink, a Democrat, of course, was successful in getting a key sentence removed from state law, a change that critics say paved the way for pedophilia to become a sexual orientation. The sentence that was struck from Minnesota's Human Rights Act Um, stated that sexual orientation does not include a physical or sexual attachment to children by an adult. Elizabeth Taylor is an Australian professor with a a doctorate in medieval history from Cambridge who served as the director of research for the Australian Christian Lobby. She has been studying and writing about the queer theory since 2016. Like others, Ms. Taylor told the Epic Times that queer theory aims to destroy norms. She sounded the alarm in Australia when the queer theory showed up under the Safe Schools program, much like gender ideology has filtered infiltrated American schools. Ms. Taylor said that children are taught that sexuality is malleable and fluid under queer theory and gender ideology. She said that according to queer theory, heterosexuals oppress their own sexuality, but since they are in power, they are the the oppressors of those who are sexually diverse. Good grief. (laughs) Oh, man. Exchanging truth for a lie. Queer theory in part came out of the feminist movement, Ms. Taylor said. The links between the two can be traced to Ms. Rubin, who uh, wrote in the 1984 essay, Thinking Sex, 
she said. In the essay, Miss Rubin discusses how sex with minors is stigmatized. Like communists and homosexuals in the 1950s, boy lovers are so stigmatized that it is difficult to find defenders for their civil liberties, <laughs> let alone their erotic orientation, she wrote. Miss Rubin described the hierarchical system of sex, sexual value that placed married uh, reproductive heterosexual couples at the top, followed by unmarried monogamous heterosexuals and with stable long-term gay and lesbian couples coming next. Good grief. At the very bottom are transsexuals, sadomasochists, and pedophiles, Ms. Taylor said. You might wonder how anyone could ever advocate pedoph pedophilia as a positive social good, Ms. Taylor said. All you need to do is exchange the truth for a lie in strategic places. Yeesh. Queer theory giver, uh, gives uh, cover to pedophiles, pedophiles uh, she said, adding that its beginnings can be traced back to the 1940s. She points to Alfred Kinsey, an American sexologist and zoologist who founded the Institute for Sex Research at Indiana University in 1947. It now goes by the Kinsey Institute for Research in Sex, Gender, and Reproduction. Kinsey, who died in 1956, viewed sex as a bodily function that responds to stimulus, much like a stomach responds to food during a meal. Ms. Taylor said. Any social or phys uh, psychological meaning attached to sex is, in Kinsey's view, the perfect or the product of culture, which is what scholars uh, today call socially constructed, she said. Kinsey's re uh, reason, Kinsey reasoned that if we don't lock people up in prison because they have erotic taste for food, then why should we lock people up in prison because they have an unconventional sexual preferences? Oh, good grief. In Kinsey's view, children are sexual beings from birth who are capable of sexual responses, she said. The official story of his study include input from pedophiles, pedophiles who assured him that children could have pleasurable sex, sexual experience, Ms. Taylor said. In his 1948 book, Sexual Behavior in the Human Male, Kinsey described adult observers for 196 pre-adolescent boys during sex. The children with ages listed as young as five on his chart were groaning, sobbing, or more violent cries, sometimes with an abundance of tears, especially among younger children, according to the book. Another passage said that the, that the boys would fight away from the partner. However, they derive definite pleasure from the situation. Man, this is nuts. The theory blames society for stigmatizing sex in any capacity. Uh, children wouldn't feel traumatized having sex with adults if society thought it was acceptable, according to queer theory, Ms. Taylor said. Parents who want to protect their children, young children from sexual predators or sexual knowledge are considered phobic, she said. It creates the ideological justification for the complete collapse of moral boundaries that are necessary to protect the vulnerable from sexual pred uh, predation, 
that causes trauma, Miss Taylor said. If you can't tell uh, who is a man and who is a woman, then you can't distinguish between homosexual and heterosexual relationships and in the gender confusion that results. Norms are blurred and all sexuality is queered. Good heavens. Queer anarchy. Mr. Jensen predicts the uh, period, or this period of American history under queer theory will be considered insane, much like lobotomies performed in the past decades are now viewed as barbaric. Future generations will wonder why society celebrated children, sur uh, celebrated children surgically removing healthy body parts, potentially ruining their sexuality and ability to have children, he said. I think it's an absolute atrocity, Mr. Jensen said, adding that the only way to defend or defeat the ideology is to speak out and refuse to use language such as gender-affirming care or preferred pronouns. My career has been destroyed by standing up for women and standing up on this issue, he said, but what do I know is what I do know is crucial for some of us to keep telling the truth as much as we can. Queer theory advocates are for advocates for anarchy, which rules and norms don't exist, he said. In reality, queer theory is a far-left political theory tried to German philosopher uh, George Hegel, who uh, influenced Karl Marx, the co-author of the Communist Manifesto, Mr. Lindsay said. It goes beyond sex to embrace and in, in any fringe idea, he said. In religion, queer the uh, theory embraces Satanism. With body image, it supports fat studies. Or with disabilities, it advocates for crip theory. Crip theory? <laughs> An abbreviation of the word cripple, meaning disability. You can see how this, uh, this thing becomes a sort of all-consuming monster, because there's absolutely nowhere you can stop, Mr. Lindsay said. He said there are two goals to queer theory, dissolving everything down to where, it's, where there's no definition of normal and empower abusers. If a queer theorist got their way, our society would be anything goes, Mr. Lindsay said. Nobody gets to define anything as right or wrong except them, conveniently. So every single individual becomes, you know, a standard unto himself. That's what they're pushing towards. This is some crazy, crazy stuff. Well, we got about uh, 30 seconds. Anybody got any comments on any of that stuff? Uh, otherwise, we will be back tomorrow. Same bat time, same bat channel. And uh, who knows what we'll get into. But uh, anyway... Kirby, Carl, Brenda, Brenda, or Brent and Brenda. Hope you guys have a good afternoon and a wonderful evening. And uh, we will see everyone tomorrow. So uh, take care of your bodies because it's the only place you have to live. And uh, still don't know why my phone isn't chiming anymore. It's just buzzing or beeping, whatever. Um, Trying to think if anything else is going on. Nope, I guess not. But it's time to feed the dogs. So you guys have a good one. Uh, take care of your bodies again. Only place you have to live. We will see everybody tomorrow. And I hope you have a wonderful afternoon. Uh, 
So until then, take care and God bless.